basis for ourselves, but are but it's not necessarily elevating our quality of life in a psychological, spiritual way. We just have more things and can do more things. Right. But it's not really making us blissed out, you know, we don't necessarily feel more connected to the earth or anything like that. We just we just got the rollies and the diamonds and the bitches. There's just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. All gas. No breaks. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at AOW Pod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Today, Keon, who do we have? We've got our good friend. Muhammad, <laughs> which by the way, I'm really happy about having you back here. I've been trying to have some of the people that I had on, yeah. and I wasn't here back. when you were here last yeah, time. Yeah, That's yeah. one, yeah. yeah. So that needed to happen, and two, because we came in here and talked about Drake for an hour and a half for two hours. Yeah, that was when Drake first dropped. <laughs> yeah, so so we yeah so we have to do a better job this time about yeah. this, this. No speech. more OVO mo. No, yeah, no, OVO mo. That. We're not funny. doing that. Yeah, All right, no. Yeah. And we got what do you, G? That's yes, how you sir. introduce yourself. We got G here G with Salee. us. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you very much for coming here. Sir. Appreciate you Especially for just me, like not knowing anything about us. Right. Popping yeah, I mean, up. This is my favorite way of doing this. I checked y'all out, man. It's real, super dope what y'all doing. So mm, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate having that. Me. That's Absolutely. what's up. That's yeah, I listened up. to, I told Mikey, I was like, yeah, you know, Mikey or uh, Mo's bringing one of his friends. And he was like, oh, gee. And he's just like, bloom, bloom, bloom. Just <laughs> like, like yeah, threw yeah. like three songs Set the up. Links. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now I hear, because this is funny to me, because I, because I just, genuinely don't know what the fuck this means anymore i've heard you that you are one that says hey check this out i a and r that <laughs> pretty much <laughs> you you say do you say that yeah. has so that ever come first, out of the, your mouth the, before? First, the first time i sent them a song them as in austin rj and the other guys i was like yo like i'm so happy this song made it because he didn't want to have it on on his on his first project okay and i was pushing for it i'm like i'm telling you man like it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those songs. And you mostly mean him. Do you is this just something that you do for a variety of people? No, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. I don't even do this like as a thing. I just I like to just give input. Okay, he okay. Just, and and he's just I, he, I lean on him a lot for like input as to you know which you know just feedback on records, feedback on sequences for projects, things like that. So he's he's kind of like my you could say my my A and R type of guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, I'd like to know why are you this guy? Why am I this guy? Yeah. I remember when fucking LeBron, I think like LeBron yeah. started talking about it. It was just like LeBron was like a and like two chains album and yeah. shit like that. He to, <laughs> like, when he, to, when he acted like he invented the, uh, the, the, deluxe. the deluxe. Yeah, right. So like, I don't know what exactly what the fuck that means. I'm assuming it means you, you are giving some sort of input. Nah, I think, I think for me, it's like, because he gets so, I would say like wrapped up in a lot of other stuff because it's his music, it's his product. And then I'm that ear that, basically i try to be that ear for everyone else that's going to hear the music right mm -hmm. so then i like i would just give them like my first initial reaction like yo this is what i had felt or this is what i think would be better or because sometimes you just want to make it easier for the ear to digest right so that's where i kind of i try to do my best to kind of give my input there especially because i do like to like listen to just all kinds of random stuff mm -hmm. and always try to see what's kind of new what's going on and then taking his art and then kind of just 
saying like, yo, you should do X, Y, Z. When you said uh, it's it's easier to digest, is that because his shit is too deep? But that's so it. so you so you just like all right, nigga. Listen, and, and that, we gotta get it, them dancing too. <laughs> like is that and, like and, that, and that's the that's the thing. Like he'll tell you he was he's like bro. Like I'm a rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like in today's day and age, it's it's hard to get people to sit down, and especially when you're trying to break through, to sit down and understand like the message that you're you're trying to put across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I, I understand that. Yeah. Question: Would you say that you're one of those type of artists that? uh do you feel like you hesitate to put stuff out? Like, are you like a perfectionist with it? Like to the point where like you don't, you just get to a point where you just don't put nothing out at all. Yeah. Like it's got to be like that in your mind. It's got to be perfect. <laughs> tell you the truth. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I am, a, I am very much a perfectionist, but it's like, it's not to the point where I don't put anything out at all, but my output rate is so high. Mm-hmm. So like I'm, I'm always working. I'm always creating. So I always got concepts or, or or tracks I'm working on or concepts I'm working on, whatever. Um, and then I'll I'll take my time, you know, all right, this one, I feel like we can develop into this or whatever. Okay. We'll have certain visions for certain things and then we'll put them out. But I am very particular. Like I'm, I am one of those artists that's really particular about, you know, making sure it's it, it has all the... Oh, it, it 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 completes the vision that I have for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like artists should should be like that to a certain extent. You know, what I'm saying you don't want to just be putting out anything right. and everything. Like, you know, flooding the market has mm-hmm. its pros and cons. So I, I, I respect that. It's yeah. a balance between the between putting stuff out because nowadays it's like uh, the 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 market wants content you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you you, you yeah it's, a, it's, it's the world we based, live in it. yeah it's a content-based uh audience like we we moving from one thing to another so there, it's the balance between quality and content mm-hmm. right you know, quantity quantity and, and consistency or frequency of content i get you i get yeah. you i did take a um i took a listen to uh three for one special that's my oh, favorite one. Soon as I, I turned that joint on, I was like, "This nigga spent." Yeah, <laughs> the, flip, the flips on there go crazy. That's yeah. literally one of my favorites. No, I, I enjoy um, beats like that. Yeah. Transition, yeah. kind of flip up. That's that's kind of mm-hmm. like my thing. Is yeah. like because he got so much to say, mm-hmm. you got to keep it. You got to keep it interesting. You got to keep people mm-hmm. engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel that. No, nah, that that is important, and and it is because I was listening to some of it today and yesterday. When did that? Uh, project come out by the way. The f- the f- so, so we're talking about the one yes. with the three for one special, and it's like I think it's like six or seven yeah. all together. So so the one he's the the one that had three for one special came out last year. Okay. Um, and it was called More in Store. Yes. Um, and then the one uh, the Sugi was talking about earlier mm. that was my first project. Um, and it came out twenty nineteen, I think, late mm. twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm just thinking. <clears throat> So when you're putting this stuff out, like it's clearly you, you're having this race between this quality and this content you're talking about, right? Quality and quantity. And yet the things that you're rapping about for the most part, from what I heard, because again, I, I'm not doing, I haven't done a deep dive into this stuff, but it seems like you have to be going through some stuff or have some things that you want to speak about in order to put stuff out. It doesn't seem... These seem to be the the uh, discrepancies upon how you guys are going to put music out together. Is he's trying to get stuff out? He wants it to be listenable. You seem like you want to talk about very specific things or things that truly like capture what you're feeling or what you're going through at whatever era of time. So, 
how do you extract what's going on in your life and put that into songs with the sort of output that you have? Like, do you just have a ton of shit going on in your life? Or like what, you know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out how you're getting all this stuff into all of this output, seeing as how you are the type of person that wants real content and what they're putting out. So I'm like, so bro. So I know that was a heavily loaded nah, question. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm going to walk through the answer. Mm. Um, so I used to hoop. Okay. Right? I still hoop. We better go hoop after yeah. this. So, you know, when you play sports, you got this mindset that's like, I got to, I, like, there's so many different elements to your skill, okay. to your skill set. And the more time you spend, the more energy you invest into certain parts of your skill set, the better, you know, those are going to translate, you know, on the on the court or mm-hmm. when it's showtime. So that's the kind of mindset I approach music with, in a sense, right? That's part of it, where it's like, I'm trying to get better. Like, I'm, I want to, I want to keep, you know, I write every day. I The more that I write, the better I'm going to get at writing. Because you got to. In order to get better at something, you just gotta do it. You mm-hmm. do it more and more and more. You start understanding the nuances of it, and you know, so you, you you polish it more. So that's one aspect of it. And then the the artist in me, which is it's like um, my connection or my relationship with the art is like a very uh, what do they call it? I don't want to say intimate, but it's like a, it's just a it's a deep relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, where like I I feel like I'm pouring things out of me into this art and I'm accepting them as they are. So those those two um, perspectives are kind of like, you know, married in, in, mm-hmm. in the way that I approach my music. Um, but to your question in terms of like pulling things out, I think the more that I've written, the easier it's been for me to, because we all going through things, mm-hmm. right? We all going through life, whether it's um, uh, hardships or good things or you know what I mean, uh, relationships or just we, we always going through things. And, and many times they're the same things. Mm-hmm. Just us being enlightened, you know, through each through each step of, of uh, life. You know what I mean? And going through different things and having different perspectives of it. And you grow. That's that's growth, essentially. So for me, when I write or when I when I when I put my music together, I want to capture that growth. You know what I mean, so that's that's really what it is. But it's not hard per se. It's like. Sometimes it is when it's like really deep records and like we've me and me and Mo talked about this before. It's like certain joints. It's like feels like I'm pulling things out of me, and it takes t- it takes time for me to finish those. But then other times it's it's easy for me to just contextualize it, the things I go through on a daily, and we all go through and make them relate. You know, it it takes it takes more time to finish those the the former ones you were just speaking of because. You, it takes a long time to try to process and articulate the things that you're going through, or are you having a battle with whether you want to say the things or not? Like, or is it a mixture of all these things? Does it ever get too personal? Like, you, so if you feel like you can't, there's something that you can't put on the track. Nah, okay. I don't think there's nothing I can't put on the track. That's what's okay, what's yeah, because I was gonna ask that's why if that's the yeah. That's okay. okay, I don't think there's nothing I can't put on the track because, like I said, it's a, it's a very close relationship that I have with the art. So it's like for me. As much as as it is for the listeners, for me, yeah, you know what I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. for me, first, first, uh, first and foremost, first is for you, yeah, yeah, and then just as a byproduct, it, it's out for people, and then they can take what it, you know, however they, yeah, yeah whatever they get. At exactly. moment, could you uh, plug in this? Maybe it'd be easy for you to do it. Plug in the MacBook. I may have forgotten to plug that in. The is big, it? the big old white box. Did I, I did I, I plug that plug, in? Yeah, it's plugged in. Oh, is it not on? Uh, no, it is actually. I'm just an idiot. 
Um, okay. <laughs> I just, I just, listen, we had this happen before and it, it wasn't, yeah, man. One time it just wasn't plugged in and like we got the, we got the notification. It was like, you have 10 seconds to plug in the thing or else it's going to go off. And we plugged it back up, but then we lost like 10 minutes of audio because it just sounded like. I don't know, like robots, like yeah, Decepticons and Autobots shit. fighting or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. So we don't want to oh, go shit. through that again. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, you know what? On this note, and then we'll we'll get past this and then we'll move on to something happier. I promise. <laughs> but, but on this note of being able to take what's going on in his life and how he feels like there's nothing going on in his life that he couldn't put on a track if he found clearly an artistic way or a way that sounded good to you, right? Like you don't want to just come. Have you ever made something that you felt like was too preachy or too? You just like this doesn't even sound good. like I got my thoughts out, but it doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you. Okay. There's been moments where I've, there's yeah there's a lot of moments where I uh, and that's to your question earlier, bro. Like where it's like do you, do you ever not put anything out? There's mm. so many. We got drives and drives of stuff. Mo tell uh. y'all like we got drives of music that that's never gone out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it might never go out. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, there there are moments where it's like I'm I I put something on wax and the only thing that that uh that was needed out of that was just for me to put it, it on. Just wax. yeah, it's just I mean? therapeutic. They don't need, yeah. yeah. They don't need to go. They <clears> just <throat> got old money. And no, I'll, I'll literally would reach out and I'm like, yo, what, what'd you ever do with this song? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that joint. But he has zero intention of ever putting it out. Oh, for real. But to One me, I'm those. like, yo, like, I play this joint. Yeah. Like, I actually like it. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's the artist, though. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Is, is he about to pull something up? Nah, nah, I was going to ask Moment, Moment, can you take like a uh, like a five second just still video like this? I'm making like this. Uh, y'all see later. I'll send it to y'all. Hey, I'm making like document this. document it, man. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. my week. Okay. I'm right. trying to get on TikTok, man. It's gonna be my first post. Oh it's, yeah. They trying they trying to get me to do it. Okay. Like, they're like, bro, you gotta you gotta start using TikTok, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm not gonna dance. I'm not gonna like you know yeah, dance, nigga, dance. I'm like, I'm like scrolling through TikTok like they either dancing or they doing some sort of like so I, I don't know how to do all that. So I just decided yeah, like, only, I'm just gonna do like only thing I really take off TikTok is like recipes. Well, uh, rest, what I'm I, on TikTok for several things. I love yeah. it. I was about to say what I what I've realized, what I've come into is that all these different mediums can be used in so many different ways. So it's like, you don't have to be on there doing the TikTok challenges and dancing nah. around and shit. And like, and that's what people thought. You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, really like, think it is. Yeah, like, haven't been on yet. Yeah, like it's it's a, it's a, just another one of those oceans that you can just get lost in where everyone's yeah. doing everything. With on whatever you want. Niches. Yeah. And what Earl has learned recently is that all these these apps and social media sites, they all have algorithms. And they so talk you have to the opportunity to build it the way that you want to build it. Yeah. You don't just got to go on right. there and it's just expected just to be a bunch of fuck shit. Yeah. You're so stupid. Yeah. You're making fun of me right now because, I'm, because I've, I've been away from social media for a while. Like it's, not, it's just not my thing. Like I, just don't, I just don't care. So going back to your taking pictures thing. And again, I'm not, I, this is one of those things where I don't do it. Like I'm detached from it, but I completely understand it. Mm -hmm. or, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say detached. I'm distanced from it, but I, I'm not detached from it. Which is the taking pictures things. My dad loves doing it. I understand why people would want to take pictures and remember shit. Like I completely get that. It's just not an instinct I have. Mm -hmm. Like it's not an instinct to like be doing something or seeing something and just like take my phone out and get it. But I completely understand and respect if, uh, if y'all do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I'm in it, that's cool. If not, that's also fine. It's just, I just never. I just never reach for my phone when I when I see something. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's just it's just weird. But going back to what I was what I was getting to was that he feels as though 
There's nothing he can't put out into his art. And I feel the same exact way. Mm. You, I, you know this being, yeah. this is episode 130, by I the know. way. Yes, sir. Uh, all the stuff that I've shared on here. Right. I will say this before I get to the thing that I'm really speaking about. <clears throat> Von Marie came on the last episode. Mm. And she said she wanted to ask a question she didn't get a, a chance to ask. And I thought maybe we should we should answer it now. Okay. Which is, how do we feel about putting out an episode once a week? all these weeks for 130 weeks we've only missed two weeks in that really i thought it was one uh no we had one where mikey well i'm not gonna put it on mikey we all fucked up when we were, when we were bringing the studio here yeah when we were done doing zoom sessions yeah. and we were gonna we, bring it yeah, here we started out doing zoom no uh, we like, did not no we did uh, not we started oh, out no, no, doing no. phone we calls. started out doing phone calls yeah phone then calls. we did zoom yeah, and we were just, then now we do it all on video. Y'all started yeah. in the nineties. Y'all got it up. The <laughs> <for real>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just it's just the um the anchor app. It's called Anchor. It allows you to kind of just connect yeah, with you know it's whoever just the it is. Way. Right, right. Yeah, and That's you just dope. you know you use headphones and you just it's like you talking on the phone. Dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But you're also at the mercy of that, so you can't really edit that. Nah. Like the quality uh, of the yeah. audio, there's, there's uh, just like yeah. not much you can really do with this. Yeah, might have some kids in the background yeah. screaming. Yeah, you know so, what I'm saying? It's just some ass. Maybe the app doesn't work that day and it doesn't allow you to record an episode. So you're just like, okay, I guess we're not recording today. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. like dumb things like that. Yeah, we had those problems. Uh, so how do you feel about being on episode 130? Like the fact that you that we've done this, because I believe the heart of the, or the nature of the question is, how do you feel about the consistency in which you've done this thing? Specifically the consistency. All gas. No brakes. No brakes. <laughs> All gas, no brakes. Yeah, for sure. No brakes. Yeah. Uh, literally and figuratively. Um, but I mean, I think it's amazing. You know, I pulled up that stat that one time. Most podcasts don't make it past like episode seven, eight. <laughs> Shit, I'll say 10. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah if you want to be great. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Why is that? Because um, they just stop? Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not. What's, what's funny is that stat or stats like that only uh, ever work because you're not taking into account all the people that never got the episode one. Yeah, that too. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. no, like it's like most rappers never rap. Like they never put anything out. Yeah. Most podcasters never put out an episode, yeah. right? Like they, they just never get to that stuff point. like this. It is. It's a. It sounds like a good idea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And like, it sounds fun. Even before we probably talked about doing, we po- we talked about doing a podcast like off and on for like a year. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Before we actually started recording, you know, um, shout out to uh, Julian. You know, oh, yeah, for, for sure. putting, putting us on to the anchor app, my brother. <laughs> okay, um, but it's—I mean—it's amazing, and I got to tell you, when we first started this, I don't—I'm not going to say I wasn't confident in it, but I guess I just didn't see—I didn't look this far into the future. Yeah. I didn't—I wasn't thinking about episode 130. I wasn't even thinking about episode 50. Right. I was just thinking about man, let's just let's let's, let's get on let's let's talk. Let's yeah, get on these yeah, mics and talk. Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. And those be the best <laughs> situations when you where you really love the process. Like you love the journey of of going yeah. through creating something. That's that's when it's you yeah. know most fruitful. We've had and I feel like we've had as many um as many downs as we've as we've had 
ups probably. Oh, just, I feel like we've had way more ups than way that. more ups. Okay, okay, if it okay. was even like 50 50, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> just, think of, just think about you doing something, anything in life, and yeah. 50% of the time the shit goes wrong. I don't want to do that <laughs> thing anymore. Nah, okay, okay, okay. I'll scale back. I'll scale yeah, back. I'll scale that. back. Um, but no, I mean, we've had, we've had our trials and tribulations just like, yeah. you know, anybody else in this world that wanted to do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, just um, learning curves. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty yeah. much. But, how do I feel being on episode 130, dog? It feels it feels awesome. It feels really, really cool. Um, and you could probably appreciate this or anybody that is a creative or just has their thing that they do, especially if you're putting it out into the world, like just taking something, like you said, coming out the mud, mm-hmm. building it from the ground up, like it's just something you feel in your heart about that. Like right. there's a, a deep appreciation <laughs> for that, that type of art. You yeah, know what I'm saying? 100%. Thank you, sir. Yes, of course. Yes. All right. uh, well, I mean, I was, again, you know me, I'd be taking really long-winded ways of getting around the point. So this is, you'll see where this is finally going at okay. some point in time. I promise I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, the whole point. Oh, shit. Did you, you don't drink any wine, do you? I'm good, bro. Okay. You, you, yeah, you guys are good. You know, right. okay. I didn't think so. Uh, for a second, I was like, oh, shit. Was I just a terrible guest just now? <laughs> nah, just nah, like, not at all. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> not at all. Bro. Um, well, it started off for me as, as therapy for sure because mm-hmm. you know people that have listened mm-hmm. to this have heard the story about me being laughed out the room because <laughs> I tried to like I, I tried to talk about therapy for my family <laughs> I was like yeah we should definitely do like some some family therapy whatever and I got laughed they like get the fuck out of here like nigga what do you want to talk about huh like what, what, what does I want to talk about now so you know, I got laughed. You out traumatized? Yeah, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's <laughs> so what's so hurting? hard about your life? What's so hard? Huh? So I, you know, so I got laughed out the room, and then our podcast came to be, and there was tons of shit going on in my mind and in my heart that had just been stewing for years that I had never had. Like, I never had people to talk about it with. And that's one of those weird things, right? Because people have always been around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always had people around, but I've yeah. never felt like anyone ever really gave a shit or that maybe I was even astute enough to articulate the thoughts well enough for anybody to understand what the fuck or, you know, give them the chance to even give a fuck about what it was I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went through that for a long time, but then the more and more I did the pod, the more and more stuff I got off and the more more levity I started finding in myself and I started feeling like I was really going through a healing process, mm. just getting shit off through the podcast. Because I didn't give a damn, just like you don't, what was coming out of my mouth. Like it was like, if it's truthful, if it's truthful, it's coming out, uh-huh. right? Like if it, no matter, if it's good, the bad, the ugly. It, it all, it's all gonna come out. And however you want to judge me or see me for whoever I am, that's just what it's gonna be. And then it just got to a point where. I just felt pretty good and I didn't feel like I needed to just get my ideas out. And then I just started having people on the podcast and we just started talking about whatever. And so the transition of the art form changed, or at least the way that it manifests itself and the way I uh, sort of, I guess, tango with it in a sense, all that has changed. But the sense that nothing that is going on in my life that is truthful can't be put out onto these these airwaves, that has remained stagnant. That is something that I've always found because of if that's no longer the case, then I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. right? 100%. But it, but I've also felt not only just the levity of just my mental health get just drastically better over the last couple of years, but the the ability 
to just easily speak about things that are going on. Like it get that gets easier and easier, you know? So then like, I just, I be saying stuff that I guess is very deep to a lot of people or very heavy. But to me, it's just like, Oh, I just kind of say these things Mm -hmm. a lot of time. So Keon, you don't know this. So, I mean, it's probably been about a week now, but I think I found out two days ago, my mom died. What? Um, yeah, it's crazy, right? My my bio, my biological mom died. I found out like two days ago. Okay. Yeah, but I think so. So she lives in D.C. or lived in D.C. I think that her body may have been there for like a few days, and because like neighbors didn't see her for a while. Yeah. Right. So I think that the people that did find her, like a friend that found her, found her pretty late on. But yeah, she was just like in her apartment. They don't. I don't know if they know why or not. But I'm the next of kin. So now, what's crazy is I never thought about this before, have to deal with a family member passing, right? When I mean deal with it, I've talked about here on on this podcast before, which is maybe people hear it through my voice. Like, I, I wasn't really shaken mm-hmm. by this, right? Like, this is something that emotionally, spiritually, I've accepted about human beings that we come and that we go. And sometimes you just get a call and someone is, le- they're gone now. And it's like, all, all right, that's, that's just that's that's life. And that's one of those things that has settled deep in my soul. And I didn't know just how deeply it settled until more people like kept passing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm actually pretty at peace with the idea of life and death. Mm-hmm. But this other part of it, which is getting the affairs and getting order. all the fucking affairs in order like you got to call people you got to talk to people you got to consider their thoughts and their feelings right. when what am i going to do with who was once your sister like, or your you are the sole person well it's that, the children uh, okay, okay okay but the children didn't really like her mm. so it's like there were four children and I'm the only one that had any real sort of. Are you just you just going to take on that responsibility? I don't know, man. You know what I was thinking of that has like a sprinkle of a comedic effect. I'm sorry. Is that if I just think about passing and anyone afterwards that had to deal with that, just thinking like, like I got to fucking deal with Keon's like you don't want to. What I'm saying is you don't want to be in a position where I mean, it won't matter because you'll be dead, but. Just thinking about being in a position where once you go, what you're hearing is or what you would be hearing is, God damn, like I got to fucking deal with Mo's like Mo went Mo passed. Now I got to find out if like his people want a coffin. Do they want to cremate him? If we cremate him, do they want to fucking do the LeBron at, at the beach and just let the sprinkles go all over the fucking universe? Like what do they want to be planted into a tree? Like what? What? It's a responsibility. All of their stuff is at their house. You have to go pick it up, or and you have to distribute the things that you find amongst the people that want. Like it's when you start thinking about all the different things that need to be done. It's like, oh shit, this is not a position that a lot of people think about being in. You know? Yeah. Like it's a lot to fucking have to do. So now, so that's so that's my life right now. So now, you know, I don't obviously I don't know your your mom fully, but I've you know I've. You've, you've we've spoken about her on numerous occasions. Um, did she make anything any easier? Is there any? Is there a paper trail, a will, 
any, I haven't any heard, insurance. I haven't heard nothing about any of these things. <sighs> I haven't heard one word about any of these things. Mm, okay. Yeah. So. Okay. You know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I, I'm just. I'm just saying. I hear you. But but hear, but yeah. but the point of this was not to bring us into <laughs> into this dark space. <laughs> the point of it was just to say that. Whatever it is that you're doing, it is it does feel nice to be able to be at a place where you can where you just this is what you do. You just put it all out there and that is your creative space. And when you go to sleep that night, you sleep just that much better. Yeah, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. First of all, bro, my condolences mm-hmm. to yeah. you and, and your family, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm yeah. not I'm expecting that. Wasn't yeah. expecting. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it's any last words, but yeah. you know. Yeah, it happens like that sometimes. Yeah. My condolences, bro, to to you and the whole fam, man. Um, yeah, it's it's always tough when when someone passes away, bro, because it's like although you you can you can come to and I, I I relate with you in the fact that like I've also come to that realization that death is is. We take it as a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a good or a bad thing. It's just part of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, just like birth. So mm-hmm. these things are these. They're both like uh, just just opposites of life, but they they they're both part of life. Just human nature. So, um, but it's still tough because you know when when someone passes, it's like they live on through everybody else that that's known them or has memories of them or you know has been impacted by them. So. So just that that feeling of absence is is the tough part. But you, you know, we we try to logically and rationally wrap our minds around it. Um, you know, in our in our culture, man, in in Sudan and in you know within within our religion, there's certain like um, procedures, you know, to to follow once somebody passes. There's like certain specific um, ways of, uh, for example, like burial um, or dealing with the with the body once somebody passes. Or um, you know, notifying uh, family, or you know, uh, rallying the community together around around a death, you know, and and I think there's something beautiful about community that that you know, it, something beautiful about death that brings community together, and okay. there's beauty in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's uh, it's the same way with birth. It's crazy that I'm thinking about it right now. It's like the the the. Um, the spawning and then the the uh, death of life. It's like it, it brings people, it rallies people around. So like you were saying right now, like you had to call these people. It might be people you haven't talked to or spoken to, and and I don't know how long. You know what I mean? And it just it, it's it's a moment that brings people back together, and it's uh, I think there's beauty in that. Um, but but yeah, man, that's I think that's my point. But like uh, yeah, I, I, there's there's beauty to it, bro. I, I've 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 grown to realize that. No, yeah. no, it definitely can be. I, I again, the way that I've I've looked at it. So the way that I look at just ideas in life is, uh, so there's like levels to understanding things, right? Uh-huh. You you you're confronted with some sort of idea force or at first in some sort of experience, and then you experience it and you say, oh, okay, now I've experienced that thing. Like I have a pretty decent understanding of what that is. Like I get that, and then something else hits maybe next year you have that same experience but in a deeper more nuanced fashion or maybe you have a deeper maturity which allows you to lock into a more of a nuanced version of that thing and then you're like oh wait no i thought that i understood it last time i had an experience like this like no okay now now i understand this better so for me it, it sort of seems like if you sort of saw like your spirit or your soul or whatever it is you like to call it your deep psyche as like an ocean and you add these anchors, the anchors being the ideas. 
and you have certain anchors that you can place weights on, right? And then they make them heavier and heavier and heavier until at some point in time they, they sink to the floor. And it's like, this is grounded in me now. This understanding is there's nothing now that can this doesn't waver anymore. This idea is firmly set in my soul. I know it like I know if I look up, the sky is going to be blue or like I, I get this thing. So for me, the idea of impermanence and just like, just I think a lot of it does have to do with because I've been watching this show, How to Change Your Mind. It's a Netflix docuseries by a guy named Michael Pollan about psychedelics. You probably know I've done psychedelics quite a few times. Um, but there's there's something about these shared experiences that people have about having this this very profound but underlying sense that things are just fine. That things are just fine. Like once you extract your ego, your sense of self and your self-importance and your aspirations and what you want to do in the world and the, all your little values, all those things, once that drops to the side and you just look at life, you get a much deeper and like uh, equanimous, I believe is the word, equanimity, equanimous sort mm-hmm. of sense that things are just things are just moving. Things are just happening. They're growing. They're, they're birthing. They're dying. They're, like this is just what life is. Part of the timeline. It's, part, it's just part of the timeline. And mm-hmm. we just here. And then it makes it even funnier for us to have egos about stuff, like to ever think that we somebody and be puffing our chest up like it's actually really funny because you're a speck of dust within a speck of dust which is fucking hilarious (laughs) Uh, so yeah it's just like once you have all these sort of ideas and experiences that anchor down these ideas it happens quicker than for some people than others and some people never get any of the things but you just be like yeah like we like we dying we all are going to live we're going to enjoy ourselves a little bit we're going to go through a little bit of pain we're going to you we're going to accomplish some things we're going to go who knows if we if there's some sense of reincarnation or whatever i'm not quite certain you might some people say that they're old souls so it's like oh you might have lived like a hundred lives already and this other person it seems like they're the dumbest person you've ever met maybe this is just maybe they're on their first life <laughs> like who knows what happens afterwards but i but it seemingly we come here, we drink a little bit of wine, we do a podcast, and then we die. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't know what we don't know, right? Right. But, but the, you know, and I feel like that's a beautiful way of putting it, you know, uh, the anchors. I feel like uh, something, some, there's something deep inside all of us, and I, and I feel like those anchors are there. You know what I mean? Just throughout our experiences and throughout our lives, we, we grow to become more aware of them. Mm. I mean, but I think those anchors are already there within all of us. Like, there's things that that are rooted in our soul, that are um, interconnect us, you know what I mean? That are just just uh, inherent to us as soon as we come into this life. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the moment we're here to the moment we go. And then the more experiences we go through and the more we understand about life, and you know, the closer we get to our, we say our truth, but like the closer we get to understanding of, of life, the more we realize how we all really the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like just one big, uh, uh, like ever flowing, you know. What I mean, uh, uh, energy. Yeah, that's 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 all. You know, we all kind of the same, and we just we just perceive it different. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. Real talk. Yeah, that's Real all. Talk. That's all I had to say. Again, like I said, I was like, we can get on to that. You know what I mean? Get <laughs> through that part, and then we can just hop on to something just happier, if you would like. You guys want to talk about music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was deep. anything. That was, man, I, that was deep for. 
Yeah. Wait a second. Uh, Have we spoken about Drake's? Because I don't want to. I, I, listen, this is what I don't want to do. <laughs> I, I just just because you're here, you just make me think about Drake. So I just, I just, I just wanted just one thing. You did read his whole uh, description for this album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did once. You did once when it first came out. Yeah. Okay. And did that make any impression on you at I, all? Honestly, right now, I don't remember what it is. You don't remember it yeah, at all? I could go back and check. Did you, did it's you, funny did you someone, listen to the album, the Honestly Nevermind, the, 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 the dance? Yeah, I listened to it. I listened to it. The thing is, I I, I don't know if it's because of my artist or what, but a lot of time when I listen to, to, to projects, I'll take I'll listen to them with like an appreciation for the art. You know yeah. I mean? I'll just be like, oh, okay, this is where they work. Even if I don't like it, yeah. I'll appreciate certain elements of it. Mm-hmm. That's how deep I am with it. Like, yeah. but like, damn, that bass line is fire. He on liked it. the album. On the third jump. Way before I did. Yeah, I, li- I like the album. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I, I personally, I like the album. Because I, I feel like it was it was different from what we're used to. But I think, um, I like the music. I like I like the, the, the direction he went with the production this time. And like, a lot of the things that he included were like, I guess you could say like, dance hall cultural type of type of vibes um but they it, it was just a it was a refresher from oh i got you mo here just turn up your brightness here let me read this i got you here yeah okay i got you right i didn't here. read that though what's yeah, that don't you don't you worry about it. so this is the description written <laughs> written by aubrey graham drake himself uh for honestly never mind now you heard the album so just keep in mind what the album sounds like what he's talking just keep that in mind like that flow right because right? right. that ain't this I've already read this on another pod. I'm going to write it. I don't care. I'm doing it again. I let my humbleness turn to numbness at times, letting time go by knowing I got the endurance to catch it another time. I work with every breath in my body because it's the work, not air that makes me feel alive. That's some real detrimental shit, but that's that shit my perfectionist mind doesn't really mind because no one knows what's on my mind when I go to sleep at nine and wake up at five unless I say it in a rhyme. I can't remember the last time somebody put their phone down, looked me in the eyes, and asked my current insight on the times. But I remember every single time someone shined a light in my eyes. I purposely try to forget what went on between some people and I because I know I'm not a forgiving guy, even when I try. My urge for revenge wins the game against my good guy inside every single fucking time. I got plans I can't talk about with more than like four guys because the last time I shared them with someone outside... Well, that's an- another story for another night. I was trying to get through that statement to get to saying I'm not at a time in my life where Pat's on the shoulder helped me get by. I'll take loyalty over an oh my, an emoji fire. I know if it was a dark night where all the odds were against my side and my skill went to whoever took my life, they'd done me off with a big smile and maybe even post it for some likes. I know everyone that tells me they love me doesn't love me all the time, especially when I'm on when I'm doing better than all right and they have to watch it from whatever point in they at in their life. I got here being realistic. I didn't get here being blind. I know what's what and especially what and who is on my side. Honestly, never mind. Sound like a open mic. It definitely don't sound like the project. <laughs> it definitely don't sound like the project because it seemed like he said, you know, honestly, never mind. Yeah. Anytime you've ever heard someone say, honestly, never mind, like in life, they were saying something and then they were either interrupted or they felt like whoever they were saying it to didn't care. Or they, they're it's just like, resonate. you know, yeah, honestly, never mind. Yeah. Like, you, just, you know, yeah. Yeah. so he so he puts that as a description and then you get this album. And I'm thinking exactly what I was telling you last time we talked, which is this nigga sat. 
Not sad like his whole life just sucks. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying that there are things that I think that he would like to speak about, but he has placed himself in a position where he's not really in a position to do that. So, which is why I don't want to hear that. Honestly, never mind. Here, take this dance track. Go dance. We just want the hits. Yeah, go have fun. Go dance. That's what y'all want. That's what y'all want anyway. Just go dance. Honestly, never mind. Like, is this really what y'all want to hear? Last time I tried to talk about it with more than, I can't even speak about this with more than four guys. Because last time I tried to speak about it from outside, oh, well, you know what? That's a story for another time. I don't think he's talking about that, though. What do you mean? See, when you, when you, when you read that line off, I took it as he was talking about like his personal business deals. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, it could, it, it, I yeah, mean, yeah, like his business deals. Yeah, like, I mean, whatever it, investments. He yeah, has. I mean, it could have, it could have been that. It could also just be like last time I just I was because, vulnerable with someone and just spoke about something that wasn't a business deal, but just like something that was close well, to me. That information got out. The reason I say that is because back during when Scorpion was about to drop the whole Adidas Nike thing, he was going to leave Nike and sign with Adidas, right? And then like that got leaked uh, uh, yeah, with the push of stuff. So I'm thinking yeah. like, oh, maybe he. You know, gave that information to somebody, mm-hmm. and that that somebody gave that information to somebody yeah. else, and that's how he got out. Oh, what y'all timeline? I'm interested. What do y'all expect out of Drake? Oh, I don't expect. No, I don't even really listen to the guy. This is just something I like to bring up when Mo comes around because he's OVO Mo. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's, they call me o- one. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Wait a minute, you don't know? I know where I, it came from. But it, no, but it's like I think because I I probably was the first person on the Drake train. I was like, yo, like this is back in 2009 when he first oh, came wow. out. I was like, yo, like Drake's that guy, yeah, right? And I think ever since, everyone's just like placed a stigma on me. Like this is the only person I listen to when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, bro, I listen sure. to other people. Yeah, that's for sure. No, that's definitely unfair. But I definitely think you get that. That's not fair. That's not fair. Um, yeah, no, I don't expect. Um, yeah, I don't expect anything from because I'm not really listening. Like I'll just go in and click in just to see what's going on. And be like, okay, so that's what he's on. But I'll leave. Yeah, I, yeah it's not. Because um, because I, I think that he makes, I mean, great music. Like, he's he's Drake, right? Like, he's going to make great music. People are going to dance to it. They're going to go crazy all over the world. So, that like, that's fine. It's, um, I was having this, this realization yesterday. It's not really a realization. It's just another anchor or another weight added to an anchor in my life, which is I'm not really, I don't really care for a lot of, so like fake shit. This is the way. I, this is the way I put it. When you listen to podcasts, whatever podcast you listen to, if it's not super overly produced, you're having people having a like real moments with one another, mm. having real conversations. Yes. Then if you want to go turn on fucking like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or whoever <laughs> whoever late night host Seth Meyers, whoever's still doing those late night shows, them shits is not tight anymore. Unless you're going there knowing. I'm here to watch like some fake, overly produced mm-hmm. sort of interaction yeah. between a celebrity and a, and a guy in a suit for, for seven. Like they're going to have seven minutes to talk to each other. Or I could listen to the same person on a podcast, do three hours with someone and they're drinking, they're smoking. They feel comfortable. They're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Or I could see them on this stage doing this thing. Yesterday, I tried to watch this uh, Netflix joint. It, it's, it's a little old now, but it's called Red Notice. Wait, Ryan Richards. I'm Ryan Richards. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Shout out to Ryan Richards. Whoa. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Thank you, Virgin Vegan. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. And, oh, and, hell and nah. Gal Gadot. But the, but hell no. Nah. Do you know of this movie on Netflix? No, but shout out Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I know what you're talking about simply because I just remember the trailer when they're like sitting at the lunch table in the jail and Ryan Reynolds gets up and he's all trying to put the rock on the spot and it, I, quite honestly 
I ain't really watching nothing with The Rock in it these days. I'm gonna go see Black Adam. I don't but, know what Black Adam's about. Yeah, I didn't even know he was dropping. Oh damn. Oh, Anyways. this is one of those things I'm supposed to know about because it's no, about, no, it about black people. No, 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 no. Black Strong Adam. Black lead. Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, like Black Adam is a DC anti hero. Okay. DC Universe, Batman, all that oh, shit. Oh, okay. okay. I just didn't know okay, what I'm supposed to know about. But like, because I know this other, this other black movie that came out, like, I, I was getting laughed at by my little sister about not knowing about it. What Anthony it? Stokes laughed at me. Nope. By Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. oh like it's yeah, how was like that? I didn't I didn't know no I didn't know that it was a movie like I didn't know it was a thing yeah. I got I I keep getting laughed at that movie was very interesting man I liked it like the yeah. other I mean you saw like, like Get Out and Us like you've yeah. seen everything he's it's been very a- different from Get Out and Us oh, yeah for sure okay. yeah oh, okay. okay but it's, it's it still has a lot of the um really dope like cinem- cinematic uh, elements of it oh, okay it's, it's just like how it's kind of like spooky. you liked it I I liked it yeah I liked it. But it was—it's one of those at the end you you just like, what the, like what yeah. I, I mean, oh. trying to like make sense. No, of it. the the last like 15, 20 minutes definitely had me you know contemplating and thinking about it and just trying to kind of put some pieces together. But I think overall the originality, the creativity mm-hmm. behind it, something that we I feel like now we should be expecting from Jordan uh, Peele. Right. I th- I thought that he hit it right on the nose. I so, thought it was so, good. So the issue that we were having in the talk space on Twitter the other day with Anthony Stokes is. I, this was a question I was asked. We do talk spaces every other Tuesday. On yeah, I've been on them. Yeah, you, yeah, you were on one. Yeah, that's on right. That's right. That's ago. right. Yeah. Is because, I mean, I likened it to music and maybe he, I don't think that he enjoyed that, uh, that comparison. How many albums do you think that someone has to put out in order to be in GOAT conversation Versus how many movies or how many films does someone have to put out in order for them to be in GOAT conversation? Hmm. And my my thing was, because I guess Stokes didn't like the fact that people were saying, Stokes, by the way, is a comic book creator that has been on here before, Anthony Stokes. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. I'll, I'll actually show you his uh, comic book in here at some point. Do I have anything? I, I, got, it. I got it on my phone. Oh, okay. Um well, yeah, he was just saying, yeah, like this somebody on Twitter had, yeah, there was, post, had posted there was a guy that on this Twitter. guy is like a goat of, of yeah, horror. Yeah, he movies. was saying he was like a goat of horror of horror movies. And Jordan Peele actually responded to him and was like, yo, don't, don't, don't diss. Uh, what is it? Uh, John Carpenter? Oh, I uh, wouldn't know. I wouldn't know who, like, huge. I know Wes Craven, right, as a horror guy. Uh, I, you'd be knowing directors of horror films. I know, I know. You don't know no houses. I know, I know production houses like Blumhouse, Monkey Paul. Uh, yeah, maybe that's one. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't be knowing directors' names like that. You don't be knowing directors' names. Of that's crazy. Films. We don't, we don't really like pay t- that much attention. Like as a general uh, audience, we don't, we don't pay attention to like you know producers Steven and the directors and yeah. people that go into a film. It's craziness. Like you ought to, like, but we know like producers and and artists and. Even engineers of uh, in music. You know, you know some producers. You can't name three what? directors right now. I know three directors, but we're talking about horror oh, directors. Oh, horror specifically. Yeah, M. Be- Night, because, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Um. Be- because the the point I bring this up is because we know a Jay Z, right? So if someone came out with three albums, can they even be in any discussion with a Jay Z? Is what I'm saying. So if Jordan Peele comes out with three movies. You can even say four because I think he did something with some other movie that he he didn't like direct, but he was like a part of. I it. think I know what you're talking. About. I I don't remember it, but I I kind of yeah. understand. I feel I, like but I, but either way, if that's the case, 
can he even stack up to other horror directors? Well, I think it just depends on who you're comparing him to. If you're going to compare him to someone that's put out 20 20 movies, then no, I don't think three movies is enough to try to compare to someone that's put out like 20. So then you can't even have a goat sort of discussion unless they have a certain amount of works is what you're saying. Well, it depends on if that person is that person with 20 movies a goat, though. See, that, see, that's another thing. So it's like putting out all those movies don't make you a go no, either. No, it doesn't. Right. So it's, it's like in basketball. Like, I was just can you put like Kyrie and the GOAT point guards conversation? I mean, he has he has ring, he has a couple rings, but like him versus like you saying Stephen Curry or something. Yeah, it's easy. I I'd say it's easier there because you guys have statistics to work with. Or Chris yeah. Paul, actually. You know what I mean? We can say Chris well, no, Paul. Chris Paul's, I mean, he's in a GOAT conversation of point guard. And he, doesn't, he doesn't have a ring. And he doesn't have a ring. Kyrie Thank has one. God. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul. Kyrie's not getting that ring without LeBron. I don't I don't mean to Which, turn yeah, this I into mean, that's a, fine. a sports that's fine. discussion. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but I guess Chris Paul put the time in. So, yeah, like, but, he has, he has like, 15-plus years in the league. Yeah. So, you can. You can and art goes the same way because then you're going to be like, okay, well, where was Kanye without this person? Or where was this person? Like, somebody always has somebody that helped them do their thing as well. You're going to, like, you can't say that about Martin Scorsese without, like, Leonardo. Or you maybe you say Leo wouldn't have without Martin Scorsese. It's got, it's going to be one of those. Mm. Like, sometimes it's it's really hard. Like, mm. I think Tim Burton and fucking um, Johnny Depp. Like, which one would you say? Is there no Jonah Hill without a Seth Rogen? I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I think, yeah, it's like, they're amazingly talented. And you have to be, you can't just have one of these other motherfuckers say, oh, he's good. Like, you have to also be good. So I'm uh-huh. not taking away anyone's yeah. talent or skills or the hours put in at all. But there's certain teams like that, like the Adam Sandler team, yeah. the Adam Sandler comedy team. Like, uh-huh. Adam Sandler put a lot of people on. Seth Rogen came. You had fucking with the movie we loved. Uh, Super bad. Super bad. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. All of those people and like that team did very well. So, so all right, the Will Ferrell what? team. The Will Ferrell team. Like yeah, you yeah. have. Well, so then there's a couple of things. It's like with like Will Smith. He didn't win an Oscar till recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that. Oh, and then, and then Leo, Leo too. And then Leo didn't. But then those guys, those are like yeah. goat actors, right? Yeah. yeah. But so. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Well, well. First of all, fuck awards. Yeah. Like that. Like I first mean, of all, first, fuck awards. Like, I mean, because it shouldn't validate. There's a lot of bias. Yeah. There's. Yes, yeah, but it's, the, reward awards have become. I feel like there's. I, I hate how politics has just infiltrated. <laughs> Everything we had this conversation on the talk space yesterday. Politics is a part of everything, and, I hate and, it. And, but no, inherently, not just the buzzwords of today, not like BLM, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. Roe Ro v. Wade, right? Like, like, these aren't the types of things that I'm talking about. Politics being a part of human fabric, meaning for any system to work, you're going to have. Groups, divisions of people set out to do different things. There's going to be a hierarchy within those divisions of people because someone's got to answer to someone. Mm. Unless we're talking about just like socialism. And again, I'm not smart enough to exactly know how that works all together. Like everyone working as complete equals in everything. I don't exactly know exactly how that how that plays out in the long game. Mm. But people are going to be politicking. People are going like you could just take 10 people and go sit them on an island. Like politics is going to happen. 
Like people are going to try to find a way to like have like secret bartering systems and have backdoor agreements about things. Yeah, like that's that's just going to happen. So nature. So I think what what you're saying, and I I completely agree with that sentiment, is you don't want to get beat over the head with like overly just overwhelming political agendas in your art. Yeah, like in your music or in your. That's what I loved about the Kendrick one. Like it was it was it was super smart. It was well done. Kendrick, it was don't, don't, the the, the whole album. Oh, okay. Don't get don't get G started. Yeah, like it, like it was. It oh, was, Mr. Morale. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's that's the shit. I love it. That's the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Keon ready to have that's the shit. Keon like looking people's in his eyes. I, I can't lie. I haven't listened to it. Like it once? No, I've listened to it a couple of times, but since it came out, I've. I, oh, okay. So you just don't. You, and I, you I talk, a wild boy. You a wild boy. Well, I talked to Stokes about it on Twitter on the Spaces. Yeah, you're not a you're not a big fan though of him. Like you I know. Him. I think Kendrick's great. No, 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 no. You yeah, because you have to admit when someone's great. Like when someone does no. something at his level, yeah, no, he's no, great. But right. you don't find it listenable. To me, and Stokes tried to say this was a backhanded compliment, but I feel like I do it a disservice if I only listen to one or two songs off of it. Like, I can't just go in and listen to a song or two and then I'm like, all right, I got to go, you know, his, my yeah, like, his, I his, have to sit there. His albums aren't even made that way. Like, it, like it, you have to listen it would be weird. to the whole album. It's, it's an excellent piece of work. But well, that's the thing. Like, to me, this just there's just so much other music. There's other podcasts. There's I, other YouTube channels I listen to throughout the day. So for me to sit there and take an hour and whatever how many minutes it was to take and listen through the whole album, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Uh, what, I, what did you I not can, like? You would do it, it for Drake though. Huh? You would do it for Drake. Wait a minute. But <laughs> but, to, but he right, likes so I, but he likes Drake yeah, more. No, 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 but I, hold no, on, hold I on. I get that, but 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 even for Drake's last album or the album before that, CLB, like I can't tell you the last time I sat through and listened to the whole song. Yeah. Through, through the whole album. But when like we talked about this before, Drake's album or the CLB was like in a way, it was a bunch of singles. Yeah. So I can go in, I can spare six minutes to listen to two songs that have been stuck in my head. But are there any artists, though, at all that came out with albums in the past two years that you just go back to and listen to the whole album? Like Cole's like that for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Cole's, so the, so, like, the, so the last one that came were out. You, were you on the J. Cole talk space? Like, what was that, like, two, like, a, like <laughs> six was, weeks ago? They've all been J. Cole talk space. <laughs> there was one. We talked about Cole. I don't know. We, just, we just one. keep talking about Cole and Kendrick, and <laughs> they keep shitting on Cole. I don't know why. But this is this Stokes been, is a villain. No, yeah. this, has been a the, villain. this has been the Cole thing. One, it's always, oh, I forgot. He's a he's a Kendrick stan. <laughs> well, yeah, because it always comes paired with Kendrick. So yeah. one, it's always it's like this Ron is Ember. like J Cole tries to do what Kendrick does, but he can't do yeah. it as well. And I don't share that sense. I don't think that he tries to do what he does. I think they're two. If you want to talk about basketball, I think they're two completely different players. Absolutely. I, I think that they, yeah, they, they read the field, the court completely different. And they yeah. do have a completely different set of skills. They just do that. They just put these people or pit them together because they're both deep artists and they're at the and top great, of the game. At, yeah. And. The whole point that I've been talking about with J. Cole is not I, I completely agree that his his bars are not encrypted like Kendrick's Kendrick are, said. right? Like they're not as deeply encrypted. Mm. Usually you can you can see what J. Cole is saying and you're like, oh, I know exactly what he means. Like I know what he's talking about. What, but one but one, there is an artistry in that, first and foremost, because everybody can't do that. And two, you can say deep things, right? You can say, just like if you were doing a podcast, you could have fake deep talk. Like, you can do that. It's easy to do that. Mm. But it's completely different when 
this nigga, you hear J. Cole's voice and you can you can feel the hurt and the pain or the empathy that he has for the people that are that were down the street from him that just caught a body. And he's like, I'm not even judging them. I know that at night before they go to sleep, their mind is fucked up thinking about it. Like he just just for him to be able to have the perspective to talk about the things that he does and the thing, the way that he uses his voice as an instrument. There's just so much mm. more going on than just the lines that he sang. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I don't feel like people give enough credit to when it comes to J. Cole. Yeah. I think it's, I think it, it it's, it's, I've never heard some, like he says something sometimes and it sounds like he's tripping up over his words. It sounds like he's oh, J. Cole. Sometimes it sounds like he's about to cry when he's, when he's okay. putting something stuff down. I'm hey, like, I was about to ask you what you meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. Uh, what do you got to say about that? G? I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think he's, He's he's one of the masters at storytelling, at you yeah. know, um, contextualizing his perspective and perspectives of others too. I yeah, mean, like for that Four Eyes Only album, you know what I mean, and that last track on there, especially. Mm-hmm. I go back to that often, like just on some like uh, studying shit. But like, yeah, bro, he he's one of the best, and Kendrick is too. And I think that's a good that you made that. I think they they're both really good at um, expressing emotion. You know, and and pushing perspectives uh, and making you feel something. Yeah, I think they both really great at that. And and you can't say, you know, one is better than the other. What what um, Cole said early, uh, you never play me like LeBron versus Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, twenty years. Who, wonder who gonna, they're gonna say yeah. it more important. Yeah. Both played their game, came through and made yeah, a lane. lane. Who's yeah. to say who's great? All we know they ain't the same. Like that's how I feel about them too. Yeah, you know I mean, you can't really. They they had their own impacts on the game who are yeah. who are who are the artists that that you're really listening like who do you, who are you taking inspiration from definitely if anyone so so I, there's there's a few that i'm always taking inspiration from and then there's a few that you know when they drop something i'm always so most deaf for sure oh, um uh, andre 3000 okay yeah i mean you listen uh, Nas. To, you listen to any uh joey badass Joey Badass, he yeah. just, I didn't even get a chance to listen yeah, to 2000. Yeah, yet. listen to 2000. I got to, but 1999 was like something. No, I came 1999 up on. was yeah. the shit for sure. I came up on that. But 2000 is good too. I got to, I got to take a listen. Um, and then nowadays, Kendrick for sure. I listen to a lot of Shot Day. Sometimes I go back, you know what I mean? Listen to a lot of R&B, Erica Badu. Oh, yeah. Lauren, I was on Lauren Hill stint for like three months last year. Mm. You, you, know um, I mean? you listen to Sir? Yeah, I like Sir. You you listen I'll to Chase this summer? Nah, I haven't. That's uh that's his uh his like most recent project. It came out in like 2019, bro. I listen to that shit like every day. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, called Chase and Summer by Chase Sir. And summer. That shit is right lit. Yeah, like, I be at work jamming to that shit. <laughs> I got to check, check that joint out. I listen to way more R and B than I do rap. You ever um you ever heard of um Van Jess? Nah, who's that? They're um they're sisters. They're from um I forgot what part of Africa, but they're from Africa. Um but they 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 you know, R and B singers, dope. Dope. Yeah, They've got this um um a project, it's called Silk Canvas. Um I think I've told you about Van Jess before. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, Silk Canvas Silk Canvas by Van Jess. Um real good project. 
Real good project. If you if you like R and B, yeah, no, I love. I see Masay on Gold Link on here. Little Sims on here. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good album. (laughs) What's going on with you, Mo? Why are you listening to so much R and B? Bro, I love R and B. Because R and I tell G all the time, like, because the music you're listening to, that's sort of like setting the vibes, like you. that's the background music to what it is you're doing. Like those be your theme songs. So like what you be doing so much, you just listen to it when you drive driving everywhere. Like just everywhere. I'd be, be too cool in the car. Like, yeah. I'd be at work in the warehouse listening yeah. to this shit. I'd be I think I'd be walking around carrying boxes. Yeah. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Just the same way. I'm at the gym sometimes. Like if I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm in there listening to like genuine, and you would think I'm listening to like DMX or like 50, you know what I mean? Like I'm really listening. to I be R&B. knowing all the words. Yeah, like I just like I've always been that way though. I like I like yeah. the melodies. I like the sounds. Yeah, honestly, I wish I could sing. Like I would love. Me, it. I would like, love I, to sing. If I, I if what I, would you what would you do? Like what, what, sing what would everything. You do? Just sing. Everything. I don't know. Just, just sing, sing everything. Wait a minute. Do, I mean, you can do that now. I know, but I'm not good at it. Oh, yeah, it don't. It oh, like you trying to? I want to be like, good you, at you, it. you just want to impress yourself. Like you just be alone. Just yeah, sing, like, I want to be able to hit whoever's the, listening. I want to be able to hit the usher like superstar <laughs> note. You know, <laughs> but I can't do that. It sounds, it sounds bad. But you know what it is? It's like I, I don't remember exactly. It was like a ten minute like docu series, I guess you could say. But it was. It's really. It just comes down to the patterns. Like the patterns are that your oh. brain recognizes oh yeah you know and to me i, I think r&b just has more it resonates more with me oh from the and the, you probably gravitate more towards like harmonies and music yeah. and yeah. melodies and those type of things yeah mm-hmm. like with cole i love that's when I, I love when he does the, when he incorporates the melodies in his mm-hmm. raps because it's like i'm getting the best of both worlds mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was telling earl um, a couple pods ago, like I've never, like I've never been like a huge Kendrick fan. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of his singles, but it wasn't until this most recent album that I really listened to the entire album. Really, a lot of it really. So Section resi- eighty. Nope. N- nothing. No nope. butterfly. N- nope. Definitely no. wasn't. Have you pe- heard to Pimp Butterfly? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like- off Good Kid, Mad City. Bro. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, I listened to a little Good Kid, Mad City. Um, but I've it, this is really the first album that I really gave a full yeah. listen to, yeah. and like I was telling Earl, you like you know how you you hear some people talking about, yeah, man, that that album changed my life. Like I listened to that album. Thank you so much, Kendrick. Thank you so much, J Cole. Like for putting that out. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without you. I'm not quite on that level, but after listening to that album, I kind of I kind of get the gist of what it feels like when something really when you really resonate with what they're talking about. I guess my question from there is with what you just said: Is it truly that the album change like changing your life, or is it because it's the it's the soundtrack of that period in time which you were in, and it kind of just I think nostalgia it. it has a lot to do with where I am in my headspace at that mm-hmm. very moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's just certain aspects of the album, certain things that he was saying that I feel like, you know, that's kind of where I am too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like on that, uh, damn, we've been talking about this Kendrick album for like two months. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, trust me, bro. Listen, are you even hey, on the podcast? I mean, it's doing here, something. I'm still it's, talking about it. It's, it's doing something. If I, it, I, made, it, I like, made a joke yo, on the last episode. I'm like, we're going to talk about this shit every episode. I swear to God. Have, have y'all heard, do y'all know who Division is? I've heard of Division. Two uh, guys, right? Yeah. R&B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah. Have you heard their latest song? So they, they got like, they got a crazy, but I mean, they've been out for a couple, for some time now, but they have like they're 
a lot of controversy going on right now because they put out a song called if i get caught and so like kind of what what the kendrick thing is doing like it's sparking conversation obviously Mm -hmm. so it's doing something right but if i get caught the song that they put out has been sparking a lot of conversation is because and basically just like a one-liner you can listen to the song at some point or read the lyrics but the lot like the main line is if is if i get caught cheating that doesn't mean i don't love you and then like now it's sparked like this whole like debate oh, like my goodness like gracious. what what does that mean yeah so you should go mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. yo i'm i, I mean we didn't go, go i want you to go first you go first i'm going back to the kendrick album just a quick point off of what you were saying earlier the reason i asked if you heard to pimple butterflies because the feeling i i felt when i heard to pimple butterflies real close to what you're saying where where not like od where it's like oh my god it should change my life but it did have a huge impact on me at that yeah. point in time because I, I i feel like it i not just the way that i related to it or the way it connected to it but i felt like it was just a a, a beautiful piece of art and mm-hmm. i did connect to it in a mm-hmm. lot of different ways and it has so much diversity of of um you know conceptual diversity and I felt like this joint did too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much he's addri- talking about and addressing throughout this project, but also he's making you feel it through the music too. Exactly. And that's and that's what To Pimple Butterfly felt like for me. So you should go back and listen to To Pimple Butterfly. I'm gonna like. definitely do that. I'm yeah. gonna definitely do that. Like, I I listen to uh like, I told you I listen to uh, Mother I Sober. No, that shit gives me chills every single yeah. time I listen to yeah. it. I listen to Rich Spirit like three, four times a day because I just mm-hmm. feel good yeah. when I listen to that song. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists, you're listening to see these artists and the shit they rapping about, like it's, it's, it's like they selling you dreams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you listen to something like Kendrick, like, you know, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, it's, it's, it's reality. It grounds you. It's yeah. so, it's, it's based on reality, <laughs> healing, yeah. trauma, like, and, yeah. and whether people like to admit it or not, we all have that. Like you know Earl said, but we yeah. we don't all have diamonds and bitches and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, but we all we all live in reality <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. all have trauma. Yeah, yeah. you know they what I'm t- saying. They tap into that those anchors Earl was talking about earlier. Like they ground you in those universal things that, that connect us. And that's why early, me and Dasugi had these conversations sometimes. It's like why do we gravitate towards one thing or another? And like you said, sometimes it, it's something that you know whatever is connecting with you and your current, but not it could be. It could be something that's connecting with things that you've accumulated in your in your mind and your psyche over over time, and it's connecting with those things that you never even pay any conscious mind to. But right. it's mm-hmm. but but they are, mm-hmm. so it's connecting to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I know. I that's one of the things on the Kendrick one is on Mister the song Mister Morale, where he's rapping and there's a, a very small part somewhere between like the second and third verse, if, if that's it, or first and second verse. Where the beat sort of cuts out and he just says, I know somebody listening. Yeah. And then goes on and continues rapping. Yeah. And it's those sort of moments where he's just like, This is a fly song. And I know y'all bumping your heads and shit. And most of y'all are not listening Listen. to what I'm saying. Yeah. But I know somebody is. Yeah. I know somebody hears the stuff I'm talking about and it is resonating and it is sending those chills down your spine. Mm. It's making some people cry. Some people, it's super hard to get through it because it's so, because it's too real for some people. It's making them look at themselves and look at their friends and their family. And it's like, oh, this shit is a little too close to home. Like, this is I've actually dealt with all these things Mm -hmm. or somebody, you know, something close enough or a family member of mine has. 
I may, I may have been the perpetrator. Who fuck knows? Like, it, it shit gets deep. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's all, that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. He said it. He said it. Yeah, know. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it gets, you know, people speak and it's just very uncomfortable for other people to listen to them. Yeah. It's just like, bro, I just don't want to. I, like this is not what I this is not what I'm here for, and you know to their respect as well because everyone is it's their prerogative what they want to listen to what they want to view. So some people just like to keep it chill. Mm-hmm. Like I just I want to watch Red Notice, and I just want to watch fucking Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. I don't want to listen to the deep podcast. I don't yeah. want to listen to the Kendrick album or the J Cole album. I'ma just listen I don't to. Want, the, I don't want to think about addressing my traumas and yeah. you know, my fears and how you know what I mean be reminded of the things I got to deny. I mm-hmm. want to take a break from everything, and that mm-hmm. part of that is fear, but mm-hmm. part of that is also you know what I mean just comfort. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I just got done reading an yeah. awesome book. Shout out to Tia again called The Comfort Crisis by a guy named Michael Easter. But it, he's just like a phenomenal, uh, I think, columnist as well as just overall author. But he's he went and spoke to all these different uh, experts in all these different domains of of athletics and nutrition and psychology and pretty much just shed great light on this day and age and how comfortable we've all gotten. If you've ever seen the movie Wally, the old Pixar movie, it was just about this fucking little robot that was going around in a post-apocalyptic sort of earth just cleaning trash up. Like that was its that was its whole Am I the operation. only person that hasn't seen that? No, I haven't. I, haven't I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen it in a long time, but it was just going around picking up trash, but you understand throughout the entirety of the movie that human beings are actually like on the moon or living somewhere fucking else. I think they'd maybe just be living in a space station uh-huh. up there. And they're all, we're all fat as hell. And we're just, just being pushed around in these big old chairs <laughs> where you don't have to move a muscle. You, your teeth gets brushed for you. Your hair gets brushed. You get to just watch stuff. You, you're just completely sedentary. Uh-huh. And it's just this view on what, uh, what we are becoming as we create more conveniences for ourselves, but are but it's not necessarily elevating our quality of life in a psychological, spiritual way. Mm-hmm. We just have more things and can do more things. 100%. But it's not really making us blissed out, you know? We don't necessarily feel more connected to the earth or anything like that. We're just we just got the rollies and the diamonds and the bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like it's it's really Thanks. it's really weird. So the comfort is definitely a huge issue there. Uh, yeah, going back to impermanence for a second, I always speak about this place, Bhutan. The Bhutanese people, they think about they think about impermanence. Like they take specific time out of their day to think about impermanence, like two to three times a day, consciously think about it. Because when you do that, it just changes the way that you look at the way you're living, right? You think about death, you think about the way you live. And so when you're around people, you think about how you want to spend time with those people. Like, what do you want to speak about? If you want to just bullshit, if you want to, again, it's my, like my third reference to it, do the Jimmy Kimmel thing. If you're like, Because you start to get a sense of the things that are a little... I, I don't, fake is a, is a rough, is a, is a, it's a rough term to use. It's like it gives people it gives people a visceral sort of punch because people don't like to feel like they're living a fake life. So what I should say is it's just not as substantial. Right. It's not as profound. It's not as nutritious. It's pop culture. It's it's, it's a little pop. 
Mm-hmm. Right, it's not soul. Mm-hmm. It's not blues. It's not R and B. It's yeah. not jazz. Like it's not. It's not that soul. It's very. It's surface. So yeah, I think I think that that's that's the case as well. So when I even speak about these instances, like what you know, like my mom passing or anyone passing, because I've talked about my grandma passing mm-hmm. on here two months ago in in January. My my grandma passed. Oh, is is like not only is you coming in terms with how this world works and what goes on, not only is that paramount, but again, the way that you're spending time with people. And, and so if you don't have that internal okayness with people coming and people going and just the, you know, the cogs on the wheel of life rolling, then the next best thing would be you trying to make sure that you're always okay on okay footing with people around you yeah. that they know that there's no animosity that you don't hate them or dislike them for any reason that you know you are forgiven them as well as yourself and any experiences that you guys may have that are conjoined mm-hmm. right but if you don't do that and you're not one of the people that has that anchor set in that things are okay in the cosmos then yeah you'd be fucked up when when either people go passing or people leave you, right? They still here on this planet. They just leave you. They don't want to be around you no more. Or you listen to a fucking Kendrick album. It could be either one of these things, but facts. any, but anything that's real facts, that's real truth, that is just like painted very vividly for you and pushed to your face. Yeah, that, that'll fuck you up. You like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want anything to do with this right 100%, 100%. now. Hundred percent. I don't want anything to deal with it at all. Hundred percent. I was just, when I was talking to Paige, which is a doctor friend of mine, you know, Paige RJ's cousin. Um, And she came on here. She works at a hospital. She's a doctor in Bed-Stuy. And it's not a good hospital either. When you just think about a hospital being bad, because I likened it to a restaurant, because I've always worked in food and beverage. So, like, you know, running out of things at a restaurant sucks for the people working there because it's like, oh, shit, like we ran out of pancake batter or whatever the fuck the thing is, like you ran out of it. There's no more penicillin. Yeah. So then so then now the people at the front, they're just like, oh, well, I really I came here for the sausage today and you don't have the sausage. You kind of have to fucking deal with it. But it's, but at the end of the day, it's no real big deal. They're just not going to get sausage that day. They're just going to pick the other thing. But when you're at a hospital and you running out of things. Like orders aren't going in or equipment isn't there. And like people are going to a hospital looking for health treatments and you can't give it to them. That shit's crazy. And the more and more she spoke, she spoke to me about it. She was talking about the psychotic breaks people are having, all sorts of stuff like that. Like people admitting themselves in the hospital or maybe it being court ordered or whatever the case is. And I had this fucking crazy epiphany, which is weird that it it took me this long because it's very simple, which is. People have different tolerances for truth. Right? People have different thresholds for the amount of just raw data that mm-hmm. is being able to put forth on their mental and yeah. their spirit. Yeah. Like everyone, you just can't expect everyone to, <clears throat> to adhere to truth, to want to listen to it, to open, open themselves to it. So a lot of the times when we're like, you're, you guys are having the conversation. Why do we gravitate towards certain things? Well, some of that reason can be you just not ready to gravitate towards that thing yet. Like sometimes it's just a little too much. And you're like, you know what? I'm still trying to just f- fuck these bitches and get diamonds. Yeah. Like, that, like that's just what you're thinking. But there's something deeper out there for you if you ever get to that point. It's just it, it, 
you may not be able to deal with that right now. That old fucking, you can't handle the truth, wherever that came from. Uh-huh. Like, that was, like, it's funny that that became a thing, but it's like, that's those are bars. Like, that, that's a real fact. Yeah. Like, maybe you yeah. legitimately can't, like, your brain would break <laughs> if if you really opened yourself to it at this time. Like, your mind might rupture. Facts. You know? There's a, there's a book I'm reading called The Power of Now. By Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it's crazy. He's he's on the Kendrick album. The the, 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 dude, the dude doing all the that. Yeah, that's yeah. Eckhart okay, Tolle. Okay, okay, okay. So supposedly they had a an actual meeting, like a real therapy session. It seems as though because there's part of it where I, I guess he's uh, his wife was saying you need a therapist. She was like, call yeah. Eckhart. So yeah. so I had this book for a minute, man. It was sitting on my shelf, and then. When I when I listened to the album, I heard you know he was part of the whatever process for Kendrick. I was like, yo, that's that's interesting. I wonder what because the, the the project resonated with me so much. I was like, yo, I'm I'm interested as to where this, you know, how how that connection was made and where it came from. So I started reading the book. And man, it's 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 probably one of the most transformative books I've I've read. You know what I mean? And it's 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 like uh, it's it relates to this concept of like what we talking about. Um, you know, certain people being comfortable in their space, thinking about they, you know, things that are going on in their lives, and don't feel comfortable addressing certain things yet. I mean, they're just in a point in their lives where they're 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 comfortable where they are, and they don't want to introduce these foreign ideas or these things that make them address things that they're not ready to to open up and talk about yet or address within themselves. And he Eckhart calls that the the unconscious. So he says. We as human beings are gravitating towards a collective conscious. So like generation after generation after generation has this level of consciousness or where that we're operating on, right? And and he describes consciousness as like um being being it's crazy I just said being because he calls it being, but he, he calls it like um uh being in touch with your being. So like being in tune with your being and there's no other word for it that he can use. Like he can't say soul, he can't say spirit, he can't say energy because it's all those things wrapped into one. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like your being, your essence of who you are as a as a being. being. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like he's saying that when you're really in touch with that and you're really con- and you're 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 in touch with your consciousness, you're able to like accept the things that are in life. You're able to be present with them. You're able to to understand them at a higher level than just rationally and logically and you know all these mm-hmm. different things so he talks about how we're a lot of things that the the mindsets that we're in our unconscious you know thought things that we don't they're they're they're, they're um ruled by our minds so like our minds are always thinking about either the past or the future and that's like that that kind of is our operating system within mm-hmm. our within our you know day-to-day lives but when you get away he's he he um, introduces this concept of like the mind not being who us not identifying with the mind or identifying with anything at all our minds our our families our uh, environments our whatever you know what I mean um, labels that we put on ourselves not identifying with those things and just being and so um, he 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 looks at the mind as a tool so like in just like any tool like when you need it you use it but otherwise you're not using it so mm. he talks about this idea of being in no mind and like, uh, you know, you, you can access that through different what he calls portals, you know, which are just like ways to get into, you know, which like meditation, 
prayer, um, you know, stillness, silence. Uh, these type of things are kind of like portals for you to to enter that state of consciousness that isn't um, so uh, that doesn't distract you so much and isn't so infiltrated by all the things that we worry about in our minds on a daily basis. So it's really interesting, man. It's 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 dope, and uh, I, I recommend it to anybody. But it's also just like the Kendrick album, just like what you were talking about earlier. It's like one of those things that you, if you're not ready for it, if you're not ready to to understand that uh, level of you know, or reach that level of understanding in life about life, then it won't make that much sense to you. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll pick you'll pick out certain things, yeah. but it won't make it won't make holistic sense to you yeah. until you you're ready to understand it that makes sense the more mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to watch the how to change your mind netflix docuseries by michael Pollan. i know i read the book years ago but the first episode is about lsd the next one is psilocybin which is the chemical found in magic mushrooms after that it is mdma uh, which the street name is ecstasy and then afterwards is mescaline, which is the peyote cacti, which is what like people find get ayahuasca if you've heard that term before. Um, but either way, when you hear these people have these accounts of their medical treatments, because they're in places where they're actually treating people medically with these psychedelic treatments, mm-hmm. and they're going deep, deep into their psyche, and they're experiencing things that they haven't thought about in years, and they're some people are going through experiences where they're feeling like a seedling growing into a sprout, growing into a tree, overlooking his real self with his family walking around. So it's him as a tree looking down at his him and his family and it's giving him a new perspective on life and all sorts of shit like that. But the more and more you hear about people having psychedelic experiences, you it's 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 hard because as someone that has had them. I can listen and understand the things that they're talking about. But if you haven't had those experiences, I would imagine that it sounds pretty fucking kooky and weird for you to actually want to give any real intellectual stake, you know, or stock. I I, I feel that it would be very, very weird. So when it comes to like our own personal engagement with things and like what it is we see or what it is we feel and getting in tune with those things like we're getting in a weird era of life where we're trying to speak about those things more but it's all so difficult because it's all so subjective like there's no way for me to know what's really going on so to some degree i have to trust you like i have to trust that you're telling me the truth that you go through these meditations or these moments of stillness or whatever, and that you can find something else that is going on inside of you and extract something good from that, right? Like I have to, I have to trust you, but if you don't have those experiences, that shit probably sounds like a bunch of weird voodoo, weird, like just facts, freaky deaky. (laughs) And and I used to think that. Yeah. I used to be like when people were talking about like spirituality and like energy and you know, all these different things. I'm like, I'm like, but really, what is that? What you really talking about? Yeah, you know what I mean, because it's, it's not something that you can see all the time it's or not touch. Tangible. You can't. You, know what I'm you can't. Yeah. Me- there's no metric to measure it out. And yeah. there's no yeah. length. There's no inches. There's no gallons. Yeah. Right. And no matter how well somebody articulates it to you, communicates it to you, you can't experience it. 
unless you experience. Oh, there's no yourself. way. What they have a, a like a spiritual index. It's a questionnaire that they ask in these medical research facilities. And in order for you to have what they deem, what scientists have deemed a spiritual experience, one of the questions you have to answer is, can you, do you feel like you can truly explain it in your language? Everyone says, no, there's a good chance you had a spiritual experience. It's just, we just don't have the words for these things. So when you try to explain them and they sound crazy, it's like, well, they ought to. Like they're supposed to sound crazy mm-hmm. because we don't even have the lexicon for that. Like yeah. we, it's just it's beyond us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about it, it seems so romanticized. Like it seems so colorful, so vivid, so highfalutin. It's just like nigga, that sounds like a fucking Harry Potter story. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm not with that. So 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 I get. And then you also have the people, the uh, mental health, super self help gurus quote unquote that pushes shit but they but you know anything that's good people gonna find a way to commodify it and, and tear the soul out of it and do their own thing so then you have the wrong people saying the buzzwords and then it dilutes the meaning to certain people and people are like oh well so and so is saying that like I can't yeah. fuck. like people have a huge issue so Eckhart Tolle he's in this in this realm right and then you have a Deepak Chopra People have an issue with a Deepak Chopra because he seems like the celebrity version of like an Eckhart Tolle. Like he's friends with mad people. There's another. There's another one named Sadhguru, but there Sadhguru, are, yeah. you know Sadhguru. Mm-hmm. So there are mad people that just, and I, you know Sadhguru. He seems like a like a dope dude to me. Like I fuck with. I've watched a lot of his stuff. He seems really cool to me. Like I I rock with the message, um, especially the the heal the nurture the soil that he's doing right now. Like I fuck with the messaging. It's just, I know that because he be around celebrities, people look at him like, oh, well, he around celebrities. But it's like, that, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's like a terrible guy or that he's getting over with his message. <laughs> it could just be that he also likes these people as well. Like, they're just <laughs> cool people that happen to have money or fame. Yeah. But it's, so it's, it's weird because you have people that, again, take faith and try to make it work for them and just get people's money. Call this number toll free and you'll get this natural, yeah. you know, holy water that'll yeah. change all your life. <laughs> right. Like yeah. we've we've talked about we've reported on that guy from BET. <laughs> right. Like people like do weird shit like this. So you kind of got to be wary about who you're listening to and how they're talking about stuff. But remain open at the same time. Right. And it's it's like an indicative of this, con- this culture that we in. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like everything is about getting something getting something getting somebody to do something yeah so so now we kind of like scarred by that and yeah just like oh this guy like he's trying to get me to whatever or like what what's he, what he gonna sell me next <laughs> after all this stuff he's saying yeah. whatever but like i always i always live by the the, the idea that nobody knows but you like when it's just you and you by yourself and you're in your room and it's dark and you better go to sleep and nobody hitting your phone and your phone's dead or whatever, and you it's just you, only you in your mind. You know what you about, you know what's right, you know what's wrong, you know what what things are lies, you know what's the truth. You you understand that about yourself when it's just you and you. And then, you know, the next morning you wake up and you show a face to the world about, and you, you, you know, throughout your life pick up things and show this face. But when it's just you and you, that's the truest, most, you know. Uh, and some people can't, can't be in that. Like some people are not vulnerable enough or... Like we go back, you know, conscious enough or whatever you want to call it, have, um, 
com- uh, too comfortable to be in that, like mm-hmm. to be by themselves, just by themselves. And when I say by yourself, not mean like physically by yourself, because you could be by yourself and have your phone and be scrolling through TikTok and Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But like, no, by yourself, still completely silent. There's no type of stimulus. It's just you. Some people are not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I know we got a we got a hard we got a hard stop and I think we did it. Let's uh let's do some some last words. I think that his was pretty good if he just wants to yeah. leave it at that. You have some last Drop words for the people? <laughs> man, tell the people what, what you dropping. Yeah, let's do yeah, yeah, let's do man. all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. G Salee, man. Um dropping uh, a lot more music this this year. We got like two joints coming next month, and then two joints come most likely two joints coming every month. To the end of the year, nice, and then project coming next year. So yeah, just stay tuned. Um, you catch me on all platforms at the real G Salee and G Salee spelled G S A L I H. And I'll make sure I put all that in the description. Throw My some dog. stuff on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, Mo, what you dropping? I'm, I'm not dropping anything. <laughs> what you dropping? What, what, that, I wish he, I had a talent. A and R. Was it? Well, yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. You got the you got the talent. You got the eyes. You got the vision. You got the ears. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have any talent. Bro. Okay. But, um, what trips you taking? <laughs> what trip? I'm actually going to Columbia this weekend. See? Damn. <laughs> see, look, see? I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going to DR first. Uh, uh, I'm going to Columbia. Uh, explore Columbia. For like explore? Days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got like a little itinerary set up. Very okay. nice. Yeah. Nice. Why Columbia? It's on my list. Oh, okay. It's on my list. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to start. So I'm going to start off with my in Medellin. Medellin, yeah, yeah so that Pablo Escobar yeah, shit. So there's a lot of stuff yeah. I want to check out there. Yeah, you gonna fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it's true though. Yeah, you got some last words for the people. Um, oh yeah, you got you also about to go to Miami where he just came from. Yeah, yeah. When are you going? Um, Sunday. I'm leaving okay. out Sunday. Okay. Um, going out there for like Sunday to Thursday. I got a crazy Italian spot for you. Uh, if do you like Italian? Yeah, <laughs> you like you know who I am, yo. This young Biscayne, right? This Biscayne Donald. No, no, oh, no. Oh, what's no, what's, that, what's yeah. the spot? What's the spot? Uh, I've, uh I've, it's film. No, I, I get you the name. All I right, forgot right, the name, right, but it's right. I loved it, and the service okay. was impeccable. I went to uh, I went to Prime Italian okay. um, last time I was there. Yeah, um, it's owned by this restaurant group. They own like the Big Pink. Um, Prime One Twelve, Prime yeah, Fish, yeah, yeah. Um, excellent restaurants. Okay, excellent restaurants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now nah, I'm I'm heading out to the MIAO. You know how I do. Every, you know, that's, that's just my spot. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my spot. Like I go there. I go there. That's, that's, that's bust down Roly talk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Once once a year though, honestly. Right? No, I go every year. I go like oh, that's well, my spot. Me, yeah, he really does. Yeah. That's why you had an Italian restaurant recommendation. Like, he, like, he looked at me like, yeah. do you know who I am? <laughs> I thought you was gonna start speaking Italian on me. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga was ready but, uh, to fucking step on me like the but fuck nah. <laughs> Um uh hey, listen <laughs> if you haven't listened to this Kendrick album, you need to listen to this Kendrick album, all right? Cause this I feel I truly feel like there's something on there that everybody can relate to unless you just, you know, Everything's just going right for you. I'm life. not doing anything <laughs> like going to Miami or Columbia, but what I am about to do is I'm about to go to a polo match. I told you that. Yeah. I've polo never, match. I've never seen polo played before. I hear that it is just soccer on horses, which 
Soccer's already an amazing game. Like, it, I mean, as far as like the athleticism and the technicality of it, I mean, all sports are really when you get into. I already it. know you're fit, about to go crazy, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, well, they have, yeah. well, well, they actually have these uh, themes. So uh, this is gonna be rough because if it's like today, I don't know if I'm. That shit said like denim in something else. <laughs> them niggas <laughs> expecting motherfuckers to wear denim, so I might just I can't give them denim up top and up bottom. So I, I can't I can't do the. You bottom. ain't gonna get them the denim jacket. I can't give him a denim jacket, nigga. It was a if bro. Come on, it, Levi. It said felt like a hundred and six today. God, I can't damn. wear a denim no, it jacket. It did in feel 106. like uh, No long sleeves. Come on, either. man. So I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. But yeah, man, polo, but soccer on a horse. Just these little mallets and balls and trying to score. You know, fucking. See, I, this is why I wish you were a, a picture person. Um, this is something I would. I, I'd be like, oh, I wish Earl would post this on his story so I can check it out. Oh. Well, maybe now I'll do it. Maybe now I'll, I'll, I'll take some photos or whatever, <laughs> post a little something. Maybe the person that I'm going with, I'll, I'll, matter of fact, that's what I'll, let it, I'll let have us, them Let us do into it. your life. I'll right? have... Yeah. I, <laughs> let us in. Oh, he lets us in. It's just I was about yeah. to say, I don't let you into my life? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I guess uh, through photos is what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say. You too, Keon. <laughs> I want to live Miami through you. No, I lived in Miami through you, man. No, no, no. I, I mean, clearly I, I, I'm not doing it right. No, I see, I see your photos. Y'all niggas out there like, just with the head, with the head down. <laughs> not looking at the camera. I thought you was going to do a wave, a wave reveal out there. Wave check. <laughs> wave check coming soon. Yo, having a bunch of niggas lined up in a photo, but yet they all looking down. Like It's like we trying to be humble, but clearly we not because we taking a photo for a reason. That's fucking hilarious. All right, well, I, we're, we're out of here. Episode 130. Thank you, man. Thank you guys yeah, for coming. Thanks, right. man. thanks for having us, man. Thank you. This has been awesome. Peace. Everybody, peace. All right, peace. Oh man, I did take a um, I took a listen to uh, three for one special. That's my favorite one. As soon as I, I turned that joint on, I was like, This nigga spent. Yeah, <laughs> the, the flips on there go crazy, 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 crazy. 3:53 a.m. Locked in. Look, hey, look, see, I didn't like I'm hitting it wrong, man, with nothing but a vision and broad range. Now I've been on stage, hearing people screaming my full name and cheering like I'm winning a home game. Let's just be honest, man, I promise they won't blame you if you think of quitting while you hearing my songs play. Pity all you niggas that been wishing I fall prey. You choke up on my dick and then they meant it in God's name and all, oh, man. I ain't never sell not one bag of the raw, but I've been spitting crack like I need a dollar tomorrow. They said don't be an artist, that shit is harder to start. But ever since I started, I found it harder to stop. So any verse I started is not a problem to top. And everything you See is a product of working hard. I've been a busy bee and I never start for the more. Cause he just feed me beats and I sit and party them all. Next course, nigga, these rappers don't come close to a portion of my dinners. I eat straight off the stove in the oven. Our influence don't come from Instagram. We endorse dealers and stick to the cold more than the police and force niggas. Cold killer. Wake up ready to whack this like an activist. And sit and debate my action list to tick off every pussy. Nigga. Like I made a bracket list. I never click the clack, but let my niggas get you like and split you like a pack of backwards. Blasting off the land in places I ain't never had. Imagine the elites. If not, then bitch, I'm closer than the gap between my teeth. At the least, had a convo with my op the other week. Said he praying for me. I said, Yo, pray for my enemies. They needed more. This summer, I shut up the non-believers. Then relax in the DR by the water with me and more. I run up the leaderboards, but bitch, this ain't no Pac-Man. Still getting chased by the ghosts of my past, man. Still
stopping They steady and wonder how crime rising Instead of sitting talking about problems, do more stuffing They begging us to vote who won't do no line Like jumping off a cliff to see who gon' fly I guess I'm climbing up the hill, nigga Never had a chill when it's still no major deal, nigga Just vibes, told my shawty stick with me Till I seal the deal with a prey I never build Clinton, this a true and living I'm my toughest competitor The minute I sit in the seat I'm in I get ready to rip the shit out These verses until I tear every letter up Then go by the better one My drive like a shuttle bus I never stop running to be some shit if I ever stop I don't need to flex at all if I cop then invent the door I tell them take everything except the pedal and metal off This light work Play the game to give it my best shot like Pfizer Shawty said G you too real I like her Almost Paul Pierce then found that it's all feel Looked in the tall mirror and said you decide what life worth Nigga Life's worth. <laughs>